Paul Reyes is a photographer highly regarded for his social documentary and advertising work in Britain in the 1980s and 90s, and an important name in the new wave of colour photography of that period, along with others such as Anna Fox and Martin Parr. With many exhibitions, awards and books to his name, the latest being his retrospective monograph, Fables of Phobos, Paul is also course leader of the respected documentary photography course at the University of South Wales, established in Newport by David Hearn in the early 1970s. And we are delighted to bring the longtime friends together for this special conversation on Paul's career and work. So can I go back to the beginnings? I mean, am I right in saying that that when you were younger, you were trained as a bricklayer. I was. Yeah. You were. Yeah. I, I. I mean, that's my. That was almost my first attraction to you because right. I remember I managed to persuade you to come and repoint the side. Uh, to render the side. To of render your the house. side of my house. Yeah. And it's still there. It still troubles me that that might have been the only reason you accepted me on the <laughs> well, course. Well, uh, I've often. Won- <laughs> I've often wondered. <laughs> I've often wondered. But anyway, you were obviously very good at doing it because. Although the house has been painted a few times, uh-huh. the, the side of the house has not fallen off. Well, there you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, so. so, yeah, I did. I, I mean, I, I, I would never describe myself as being terribly academic. No. Um, but I would not describe myself as being stupid, neither. No. Uh, unfortunately, you know, the way that the education system worked when I was at school... Mm tended to think that if you, you know, weren't very good at the reading, writing and arithmetic, yeah. that in some way you were stupid. Uh, so I increasingly felt alienated at yeah. school. Um, I, I mean, I grew up on a really large council estate in yeah. Bradford. I went to the local comprehensive school and all, without exception, all of the people that taught at the school didn't live on the estate. So they would all come with kind of preconceived ideas about who we were as pupils and what we were capable of doing. Yeah. Uh, and they really misread all of us. Yes. Uh, so I, I never felt encouraged, I don't think, at school. And so consequently spent less and less time at school as I got older. Um, you know, I'd climb over the now, park it, it wall interests, and disappear for the day. Yeah, it interests me because you bring this up an enormous amount. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, in reading some things, one of the things that I found is how much you harp back to this, you mm. know, working class thing. Mm. But I, I looked up some statistics. 48% of the population is, is working class people. So, so, so you're, you're not in a minority group. You're, 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 you're in the majority. So I wondered... Why I, I'm you not think claiming it, to be in a minority group. No, but you do, you do mention it a lot. It's you important to me. But, um, but uh, does that mean... I'm not quite I mean, sure what that means. I mean, I mean, there are many working-class photographers that have done brilliantly. I mean, I, I've just come back from an exhibition in, in London, which is mm. just absolutely stunning, and that's uh, McCullen. Yeah. Now, now, McCullen comes from a pretty, you know, a tough working class. But I, I, I don't sense that he... Uh, he particularly promotes the idea that I'm a working class lad. I think he does. I mean, every every interview I've ever heard with Don McCullough, he always mentions his background, always. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think he does, and I, oh, and I okay. would argue that he is the kind of photographer he is because yeah. of his background. 
and that he's got a way of empathising with people that he's photographed and that he possibly wouldn't have had he not had that experience. So I think it's really, really fundamentally important and it's definitely important to me. Yes. You know, it's, no, no, it's, I it's, understand it's, it's the reason why I wanted to be a photographer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, I, we will never be able to prove this, no. of course, but, you know, I, I wonder about your, your statistics in relation to how many working class people might be successful photographers. Oh, I mean, I no, I don't know about photographers, but yeah. I, uh, the, uh, the population, mm. apparently, I, you know, I've just yeah. gone onto Google, obviously, yeah, yeah. and deliberately did, and, and, and saw what a, the population, you know, they, they break it down into things mm. not necessarily upper class, but it's called elite class and this, that mm. and the other. Mm. And I was amazed how many people are considered... And this breakdown, you know, something like forty-eight percent is 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 kind of working class. So 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 what I'm saying is, it's not an unusual thing to be no. working class. Mm. I, I mean, in my own case, you know, mm. I was born at the time of the depression. Mm. Uh, you know, 1934. Um, I mean, my memory of my dad was, let's get out of this, mm. not continually. Harp, uh, harp onto it. Mm. Now, I, I'm not suggesting in any way. Well, I, I what am I suggesting? I mean, I, I suppose one of the reasons why I, I I tend to sort of strive for is because my dad, knowing you know how much he was out of work and all that mm. that sort of thing, how he did strive all the time to what we loosely call better than himself, you know, mm. and and that is. I guess it. I suppose that makes my nature a little bit. Yeah, it's. It, yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because yeah, you know, that idea of bettering oneself. Yes. You know, in many many ways, it's a kind of it's like a Tory ideology, isn't it? You know that that you know get, you know get on your bike and go off and find work. No, no, that, that that's going to the extreme a bit. Well, Be bettering well, yourself simply means that if you're a kid doesn't have enough food, mm. you try to get a job that gives them enough food. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I th we could go around and around the houses yeah, yeah. on this, and I don't know how productive it no, would be no. ult oh, okay. ultimately. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, it, there are undoubtedly people that I know, and that I still know, that yes. I grew up with, mm. who are very talented and very able. Yes. But because circumstance has prohibited them to yes. access... Nobody and would use argue. that talent. Nobody would argue Their circumstances that. haven't really changed. Yeah. Now, I've been really fortunate because yes. I have bettered myself, yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I have changed my life mm. very dramatically from where it was. Yes. Um, but I know that it could have been very, very different. And so I'm very grateful for the fact that I have changed my life th yeah. through photography. Um, but, you know, I do keep harping on about it because yeah. it's really important to me. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's how I see the world. It has shaped how I see the world. Yeah. It's shaped how I understand the world that I live in. Um, and but it, and do, it, do you think that, that other people, I'm now talking about their pictures, mm -hmm, mm. 
can't do the same thing if they haven't come from a work. In, in other words, do you think that, that all pictures that are basically to do with what we loosely call working class can only be taken by working class people? Or that only pictures of, of, of the rich can be taken by people that come from a privileged background to get that accurate? Or do you think you could comment on the rich? I, 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 I don't think you know, it's exclusive no. in that way. Um, for me, it's about some kind of authority and understanding of a subject. Mm. Um, so, I mean, history proves that there's a lot of really great photographs which have been made of cultures that yes. are not being made by people who are from that culture, yeah. whether it's working class or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it might yeah, be. Yeah. So, of course, it is possible to do that. Um, personally, yes, uh, and it is just my personal taste, is that I find work which is made by people that have really understand the culture in a deep way tend to make work which is more, which for me is stronger and more empathetic, and doesn't rely quite so much on preconceptions. But isn't that the definition of a good photographer? I mean, that's what good photographers do. Uh, it, it is, is that they do an enormous amount of research and they, and they care about their subject matter. I, I mean, it seems to me that the very good photographers pick their, the subject matter they want to photograph. Mm. You know, it's almost the difference between somebody who relies on assignments mm. Um, uh, you know, and, 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 and the person that picks the thing but then goes into it deeply because they want to really understand it. Now, uh, what I'm sort of slightly worried by is, is that the idea that somebody that wants to look at, I don't know, some other, that's from Spain, for example, mm -hmm. or, or let's say I'm going to Venice. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't come from Venice. Um, but when I go there, I go there with a background of having, you know, read a lot of books about it and done this, that and the other. And I'm mm. going, not trying to pretend that I'm Venetian, but I'm going there simply saying I am a lad from Wales, mm. from a working class background mm -hmm. in Wales, who is looking at looking at Venice mm. and is saying to somebody else, this is my vision of Venice. Mm. Now, I would argue that that's a perfectly valid genre of photography to, to, to do. Um, and, and, and it happens mm. that the people that I like best, people like Sergio Lorraine, for example, mm. um, it seems to me that's very much his approach as well. Mm. You know, he doesn't say I could only photograph in Chile. Mm. He comes to London and, and looks at London in a way that I think is very interesting. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let, 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 let's move on. You, you come to the course in, in, in Newport mm -hmm. um, and, and, and you begin to take photographs and naturally, because the ambience at that time was black and white, you, you you shoot in, in, in black and white and, and uh, you go through 
what was an actually quite rigid process there, you know, based on, it seems to me, that two ideas, what I would call professional ideas. Mm -hmm. uh, one is that the job of the course was to give you a job. Yeah. Um, in, in fact, so much so we set up what's called a trot, a trading opportunity mm -hmm. tops courses, mm -hmm. which were to do with retraining of of ex miners and steel workers and bricklayers, yeah. um, uh, mm -hmm. basically. And and then then uh, I suppose one could sum up the course as saying it was to do with putting together a set of pictures, which whether you call it a, a, the problem I find with all these words now is mm. that they get sort of cut to pieces but what used to be called a story but I, I think it's better called an essay or something mm. uh, put together and, and, and say that if you look at photography as a whole in terms of those essays I, they do break down in the main mm. and, and you can look at something like Robert Franks, the Americans, is a very good example of that. It breaks down into three pictures, uh, you know, single pictures of a, which is almost like a portrait, a relationship between two people, mm -hmm. and, and, and pictures which establish the in, environment. Mm -hmm. and, and that was really what the course was about, mm -hmm. it was simply about getting you. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm interested because one of the pictures that I remember and, and I, I remember, I, I guess I didn't swap with students at those. I just used to steal from students at that prince uh, <laughs> uh, uh, rather than swap. Um, and, and, but it is the picture which uh, of yours, which is a great, you know, it's a fantastic picture and will be around in a hundred years time. People will still be looking at it and enjoying it, which is the picture in a, Answer. But but that picture was actually taken on a relationship assignment. Do you mean the picture of the the dancing couple? And yeah, the, the dancing and couple the white and man. the thing. Yeah, um, and 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 uh, I remember that as being part of what was called a relationship chart. The idea was to go mm. and 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 photograph relationships, mm. which. Yeah, it's, I have to correct you because it wasn't, yeah. in fact. It wasn't? No. Ah, no. wasn't it? Okay, no, fine. It was, um, it's a picture made on uh, on the Penrith estate yes. in the Rhondda Valley. Yes. Um, which, you know, is a big council estate. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. They're no, around I've again, I'm sorry, but you know. I've photographed it, many times. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and and um, so I did uh, quite a big essay yes, uh, yeah. on this uh, yeah. in my second year, yeah. which was, was then, a, of course, the final the second, year. In your final year. Yeah. yeah, yeah I had that. And um, I mean, the reason I went there yeah. was because it reminded me very much of the place where I grew up back in Bradford, yeah. uh, which was this estate yeah, called yeah. Buttershaw, yeah, yeah. which was built at the highest point in Bradford. So it's high altitude. Yeah, yeah. Um, quite um, marooned yeah, and yeah. quite a few social problems. So I, it reminded me of where I grew up, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. why I went there initially. Yeah, yeah. So the picture you refer to yes. um, came out of um, uh, me spending some time as part of that bigger essay yeah. in the local community centre. Yeah. And that was a sort of a, a dance class yeah. that was happening there. Uh, so that's where the picture comes from. I see. Okay. Uh, but in fact, it's really quite an important picture to me. Um, I would have thought almost the most important. It, it, well, picture. It, it's a picture that really um, started to change the way I thought about the possibilities yeah. of photography. Really. Yep. 
Because um, up to that point, I suppose, you know, my ambition and my understanding of what photography was and what photography could do yes. was based around the model of the photo, yep. I say. Yep. And that picture really was the first time that I began to see another possibility of yes. photography. Yeah. And, I, and it was so important to me. And I remember the day so clearly. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and it's something, in fact, that's written about in, in the book, in one yeah, of the yeah, essays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, and I remember bringing the picture back to college. Uh, and it was, there was not very many students around because the weather was terrible. Uh, and I remember sitting down with both Daniel and Martin, Daniel Meadows, Martin Parr and going through the contact sheets of that and the conversation around two pictures, yeah, yeah, yeah. both of which included yeah. the same people. Yeah. Uh, one of those pictures had, you know, many of the kind of classic sort of uh, yeah. forms of what we yeah. thought uh, documentary uh, was at yeah, that yeah, time, yeah, yeah. you know, the kind of juxtavisual juxtapositions, mm. the decisive moment. And then there was this other picture with the white man and I can remember Martin telling me that, you know, that what he liked about that particular photograph was that in order to have the experience, yeah. you needed the photograph yeah. because the real world didn't look like that. Absolutely. And so what was what photography was doing, it was transforming that which was in front of the camera. Yes. yes. And he encouraged me to look at other photographers, yes. Winner Grand, Friedlander, Tony Ray Jones. Yeah all of whom seemed to be working with that idea of the transformative, you know, the idea of photographing the real, yes. but in some way yes. occupying a visual space that yeah. was different to what the yep. real looked like. Yep. I think Tony Ray Jones described, you know, using photography like Alice stepping through the looking glass. Yep. Yep. You know, this idea that you could create another world. Yeah. You could extract something yeah. different from the real world. You know, what did Winogrand say? You know, he's often misquoted. Yeah. I photographed to see what, what? things look like no, no, photographed. photographed. Yeah, yeah. So I, I became much more interested yeah. in the medium itself. Okay. I, I totally understand what you're saying and, and totally agree with mm -hmm. what you're saying. It, it's to me what makes the very best photography different. Mm. So my question is, how much con control, if that's the right word, do you think you can have in doing that? You, you see, I, my feeling about that is that it's, it's in my head. Mm. You, you know, I, I go back further than you go. I think mm. in terms of Curtis. Mm -hmm. You see, Curtis, it seems to me, one of the extraordinary things about Curtis is he continually did exactly that. Yeah. You, you, you know, um, so, and I suspect you can go back to people before that, 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 that did that. But, but Curtis, to me, is the one who I keep seeing those pictures. So he's, it's probably the book I go back to most when mm -hmm. I look, mm -hmm. when I'm looking at that kind of thing. And, and what to me is a continual puzzlement is that I don't think you can see that at the time that you're taking. It's something that kind of happens after and, and my argument with you is looking mm. at your contact sheet mm. is that if you felt you saw that mm. you would have taken more pictures like that at oh, the time. Oh no 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 don't get no. don't misunderstand me. I, I, I at that time that yes. particular picture yes. I didn't see it. Yes. But, so, but you're suggesting that you after that you you do see it? 
No, I'm suggesting that after that, I aspired to a different kind of picture yeah. making, okay. where the possibilities of that, that kind of photography yes. were were important. But so, you see, I would argue that that is the criteria of the great photographer. That's what they they, I, they I, do. Yeah, I, w I wouldn't argue I, with that neither. I, but I, you have to remember, I'm a second year student. Yeah, no, 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 you know, I, I, um, I didn't have all the answers no, no, then. I, 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 but it was one promise, of those moments yeah. that were pivotal. Okay. No, no. Mm. I, I, those pivotal moments to me. Mm. I, I mean, I'm. I'm doing one more lecture. I'm mm -hmm. not after that, not lecturing, and and I'm deliberately. Uh, really calling it pivotal moments mm. because uh, I think that the one thing I can pass on to young students because I can't I, I, you know they're either like my pictures or they don't mm -hmm. like my pictures stupid me getting up and yet again uh, going over and this is my best picture but what I can say is that throughout your career mm. whoever you are at mm -hmm. whatever time there are pivotal moments mm -hmm. and it's very important yeah. that you understand those and grab them yeah. And they're, they're very, very important. You don't suddenly say, oh, I can't do this because I've got to go out with the girlfriend tomorrow. Yeah. It, if it's a pivotal moment, mm. if you don't do it, yeah. it's not there. And, and I totally accept, and that's why I enjoy, mm -hmm. in a way, the talking about this thing, because mm. you say it's a pivotal moment. I am I'm still interested as, as to how that type of picture comes about with the people that continually manage to do that type of picture. You see, I, I, in a strange sort of way, I guess what I'm saying is that I, I don't think you see it. Mm. I think you feel it in, in a way. It, it's almost as though it's in your mind that photography can do that. Mm. Because I find in my own case, when I get a picture like that, mm. it's almost by mistake. But I don't think it is by mistake, because, uh, you know, if I look at, say, the pictures of Cortez, it seems to me what's interesting about Cortez is that he continually does that. Mm. Now, I don't think as he takes the picture, he says, that's this. I think that because the idea of being able to do that is ingrained into his head, it's almost as though emotionally he takes the picture. It seems the right thing to do. Mm. And afterwards in the editing, you see the picture. Mm. I mean, would you argue against that? Or or um, maybe you just don't understand it, because I don't understand what no, I just no, said. No, 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 <laughs> no, I think I do understand yeah. it. Um, I, I don't know whether I could, could argue against it or yeah. would, 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 would wish to, but yeah. I think the thing, I mean... Is it by accident? Is it instinct? You know, is it felt? Is it emotional? Um, I, I, I think it is that, but I also think it's conscious and deliberate as well. Uh, and I think, you know, if you if you look at some of the great photographers who do that, they yes. do do it repeatedly. Yes. Albeit, you know, we're only looking at edits of work. So yes, there yes are, of course. There no, are huge but... deserts yeah, you know, yeah. in between uh, all no, of those uh, images uh, that are not productive at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I think the thing that I started to understand looking at this kind of photography was that, you know, what, what, what is the act of photographing? What is it about? And it's about the ordering of information. You know, mm. it's about putting a rectangle or a yep. square around the world in which we live. And it's managing the information that's contained in that square or in that rectangle and trying to choreograph it in some way that it makes sense. 
Now, you know, obviously what sense it makes is dependent on the individual motivations of the photographer. Yeah. Um, but it's essentially about um, conveying information. Now, I think those photographers who we like that do this other thing yes. really get that, really understand it. And I think what they do is that they deliberately withhold information. So in many ways, what they don't show in the situation they're photographing in is much more important than what they are showing. So they make images that are much more ambiguous yes. and yep. open. Yeah. You know, the Tony Ray Jones picture, that I, I mean, I love lots of his pictures, but one in particular is the picture that's made, I think, at uh, Wimbledon. And it's a man standing on an upturned deck chair and there's a policeman next to him. And then lying on the ground is this small child. And it's such a strange photograph mm. because you're not quite sure whether yep. you're looking at something that's quite innocent or whether there's a darker meaning there, yes. whether it's some sort of scene of crime. Yes. Is the child sleeping? Yep. Is yeah. the child dead? Yes. You know, why is this man standing on this upturned yeah. deck yeah. chair? Yeah. It's a photograph that asks lots and lots yep. of questions, questions. Yes. but gives very few answers. Yes. And as that's, I think, most of the photographers that are interested in making that kind of picture yeah. understand the possibility of that. Yeah. One of my favourite photographers is Ouija. Mm -hmm. Now, I cannot believe that Ouija, and I knew him reasonably, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot believe he's the sort of person that goes out and intellectually is saying, oh, by God, I'm going to do these abstracted pictures. Mm. And yet when you look through his pictures, yeah. it's amazing how many of them mm. are abstract in what is going on mm. within the frame of somebody using a large format camera mm. of which he only had five bloody plates mm. to do. He had a he was almost the first that we're conscious of, of shooting with flash on camera mm. to help him. Mm. And, and that's where I, I, mm. I kind of find this dilemma. It seems to me that there's something in him which just instinctively shot an awful lot of these pictures, which are so superb. The geometry of the picture is yeah. unbelievable. Mm. Um, and yet they have this strange sort of yeah i mean yeah i but i i wonder sometimes though if a lot of i mean they're right yeah. and i love ouija myself as well for all those reasons mm -hmm. but there's also a way in which maybe ouija has been reinterpreted and represented because my understanding of a lot of what ouija was doing working on a big plate camera yes. was that you know a lot of those images were shot designed to be cropped Yes, you know, absolutely. Um, but what's really lovely about the Ouija pictures that excites all of us photographers yeah. is what's happening on the margins. Yeah, yeah. You know what's happening on the edge of the frame. All those strange sort of you know yeah. um, expressions and gestures, and of course perhaps Ouija was just harvesting that innocently, knowing that what was actually going to be the published picture was the sensor which was going to be cropped. I mean, I don't, you know more about that than I do because mm. you met him, you knew him. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. But, you know, I wonder if, you know, the, 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 the printing of the Ouija image full frame, as they were mm. possibly never intended to be seen, has recontextualized for the better Ouija's practice. I don't know. 
I, I mean, I, I, certainly the pictures we see in the books, etc., because of the sort of shape of them, mm. looks very much as though they are basically most of the frame. I mean, obviously, mm. if you're charging around with the bloody plate camera, mm. it's very difficult to totally, you, mm. you know, so you crop afterwards. Mm. But then there are a lot of people that work with a 35mm camera that crop afterwards, you, you know, and end up with half the picture. Mm. Um, yeah, so, I, I, don't, I don't mean Ouija's... I mean, if if he was shooting for newspapers yes. as 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 he was, I mean, most of the people working with those MPP plate yeah, cameras yeah. would shoot very wide, wouldn't they? And then it would, and the negative yeah. would be cropped. Yeah. And you know, um, I mean, the other thing that makes Ouija great as well, and why he stands mm. out, is he just simply bloody well worked hard. Yes. You know, he was just there all I, the time. No, no, it's unbelievable. You know, um, I mean, the amount of And that's something, you know, I learned that from you yeah, yeah, on yeah. your course, yeah. you know. And blindly, you know, have I suffered yeah. from that, you know, that work ethic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, having yeah. to be out there doing it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's both a pleasure and a curse, yeah. you know, that you've... Okay, another you've given question. You've a whole generation of photographers. One of the David. things that, that you very often seem to mention in, in, you know, again, is this edited text or not? I mean, I mean, obviously you've been talking for, I don't know what age you are, but you talk every day, you, you know. So that that ends up in a magazine or something is edited text. So it, but, but you, you seem to very often talk about influences by of of other photographers and, yeah. and, and things mm -hmm. now I, I i'm i i'm wondering what you mean by influences do you mean influences because you think they're good human beings in in the way that for example i, I felt the sir tom hopkinson for example who was the picture editor etc mm -hmm. to me was a great influence not because I understood how he laid out pictures, because he just seemed such an extraordinary decent human being. Mm -hmm. So he was an influence on, on that human being there. Um, so I, I, I'm wondering what, what you feel you get out of something that you call as an influence. Well, I mean, definitely not wanting to make pictures that look like his, because, you know, what's the point in that, really? Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's, it's on the unattainable yeah, ambition yeah. you know because he is what he is and mm -hmm. you know I would never try and go there really I think what I mean is that people that show you different possibilities you know for photography or people that may be influenced the way I might think about how photography can be used or um, think about the kinds of subject matter that f photographs might take on yeah yeah uh, I think that's what I mean, really. And of course, in, by, by saying influence, you might also use the word uh, inspirational as well. Yeah. You know, that some work is really inspiring. Yeah, yeah. And re-enthuses, you know, your, yeah. your love of the medium of photography mm. uh, and helps to sustain you in some way. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think yeah. that's No, that's no, I, what I, mean, I, really. I kind of... I mean, that's my definition of mm. a, a good exhibition or a good talk. Mm. Is, is that, you know, if you go to somebody and they talk and you come out feeling you want to go and shoot pictures, mm. I mean, that's to me the important part of the talk. Or come out and think, 
You know what? I'd never thought that that would make an interesting area for photography. And, uh, absolutely. You know, um, and, but that can be. You can get and, that and, from and looking at painting or listening uh, to music yeah, or. Uh, yeah, undoubtedly, yeah. But I think photography is quite unique in the sense that, you know, to be a photographer, you've got to be somewhere, haven't you? Yes. You know, you've got to be with your subject matter. Yeah. You know, it's not a world that you can conjure up no. from the inside of your head. And I'm really envious of painters that can, you know, stay at home in a studio and do that stuff, you know, because let's be honest, being a photographer is bloody hard work, yeah, isn't yeah. it? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And it doesn't get any easier and yeah, you yeah. have to negotiate access, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so, you know, being with subject matter is really important. Yeah. And uh, I've lost my train of thought now. What okay. were we talking about? I don't know. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> who cares? Um, no, no, I, I mean, that, that thing about the fact that as a photographer, you have to be there to do it. Yeah. You can't do it over the telephone. Mm. You have to be there yeah. to do it. It's the thing that I, I love because, mm. because it means, and, 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 and also the fact that combined with that, tomorrow is different from today. Mm. So I always say to people, I, I don't really care where I am. You know, I, I, would, I would make a choice that I would quite like to do that yeah you know brexit came about and what did i do i thought well that's you know such an important subject mm. I, I you know and, and, and my dilemma is that i don't have the energy to do but it's you know it's much more important than any subject i can think of i, mm. I mean there's so much going on now if i was a young photographer i'd be thinking god forbid mm. i'm in a muddle you know the world is in such a Bizarre mm. space. Mm. So, so, but, but, uh, you know, I went up to uh, an estate, uh, you know, to photograph. Um, uh, that was where I deliberately went somewhere because it seemed to fit in with the idea of Brexit, the housing mm. estate mm -hmm. on the, the top of the heads of the valleys thing. Um, uh, and, 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 uh, but, I mean, my feeling is, is that the fact that I just love to go somewhere new means that I've always got subject matter mm -hmm. because in a way I'm maybe I'm a coward because all I'm claiming to do is record my impressions of what I see yeah. so the fact that on the way to Venice I might go to an airport and shoot some pictures or I might be on the bus and shoot some pictures so to me I enjoy that sort of process now it seemed to me that you did what I think is some really, really good stories for, for primarily the Sunday Times. Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, you sent me some slides and really, really good pictures. Thank I, you. Uh, and, and my feeling is that I'm slightly puzzled why you didn't continue that. I, I mean, you were obviously one of the people who, if had done more for these things, which I'm sure you could have done, mm. would have been considered a major thing. And within those, it seemed to me, one of the reasons why I think they're so good, it's the same, I feel the same, you know, about Don, and I feel the same to a certain amount about John Bulmer mm. when he didn't, is that they're very distinctively yours. I, I mean, for example, I am remembering now mm. a, a thing of sort of body beautiful kind of thing. And there's a, a stunning picture there of three guys sort of, showing their muscles off and mm. one of them sort of oh, yeah. it's, yeah. it's a fantastic picture mm. now i've never seen that picture mm. of yours before mm. and yet there it is in 
in the Sunday Times, it, it puzzles me that that was obviously giving you an outlet for your pictures yeah. because they all look like your pictures in those layouts. They don't look mm. like Patrick Ward's pictures or Philip Jones Griffiths's mm. pictures. Mm. or uh, They look like your pictures. Mm. I'm, I'm puzzled by the fact that you didn't continue to do that, which, I, I mean, I'm wondering why. Um, it's complicated, isn't it? Well, that's why I'm asking yeah, the question. Yeah, I, I mean... I, I, it's a confidence thing as much as anything. Uh-huh. Okay. And it comes perhaps back to the things I started talking about right at the beginning. Yeah. About you know my experience of education at yes, school yep. and where I grew up, etc. Yeah, yeah. um, which you know is why it's important to me to keep talking about that stuff. Yeah. Is that you know I have a, a certain lack of confidence and yep. self-belief uh, okay. uh, in, in, in certain things. And often will feel that, you know, I feel like a bit of an imposter sometimes, if I'm really honest with you. Uh, I always think, you know, I'm about to get found out here, yes. you know, as I'm on an assignment for the Sunday Times magazine and I'm yeah. working with some Oxbridge, you know, educated yeah. writer. You know, I just felt really out of my depth really really yeah and um you know i and and yeah i just felt yeah it's confidence really uh, yeah. um, well, but I... you know it's but it's also not like i s- suddenly decided to stop doing that yes you know i'm it's obviously freelance you know yeah, so yeah. you know i, I uh, you, you you just take the jobs when they come your yeah, way yeah. Uh, but I'm on my own as well. Mm. I haven't got the support of an agency. Yeah, no. um, and, and it's tough, you know, to keep that going, really. But, yeah, confidence is, is yeah. the big thing. And it's okay. the thing, David, that if you remember, when I left as a student, yeah. uh, I was very soon back in college working yes. as a technician. Yeah. You know, I didn't go off and have, you know, the, no, the no. big career in London yes. because I was scared. I didn't think I could do it. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because I was thinking about that. Uh, I mean, I remember the discussion about whether we were going to employ you as a technician. Mm-hmm. And in a strange sort of way, what, what I did, you know, I take major credit for this. Um, I think we employed you as a technician as much as anything as an artist in residence. <laughs> Um, in other words, we had two debates, whether we wanted a real technician that mm. knew about technical mm. things. Because I didn't. Which you didn't. <laughs> and we knew that. Or whether actually the reality is that we saw the technician of being in the main, somebody who mixed up the chemicals and, and kept the books right and did mm. all that. Mm. And it seemed to me that you can do that. And, and, and I argued that it would be very good to have somebody called the technician within the corner that could be in the dark rooms with the students and be talking about pictures. Mm. And, and, and so it was emphasising in my terms. So I, I, I don't think we, I don't think I thought that much about your lack of confidence. I, I just simply th- thought that this would be a, a way Obviously, I realised that you really wanted to get on your own. It would be a way of, of, of having you as a kind of artist invention. And I think it worked very well. Yeah, it worked brilliantly for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think it worked very mm, well for us mm, as well. It mm. was like what I never wanted 
was members of staff who didn't totally communicate with the students. Yeah, 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 you know, I yeah. wanted the whole thing to be a family yeah, that was, yeah. was there. So, so it is a shame because obviously it has worked. I, I mean, the great example is Bert Hardy and James Cameron. Uh-huh. I mean, there you had a real, you know, Bert Hardy, <laughs> real down-to-earthy kind, yeah. working with one of the great intellectuals, James yeah. Cameron, yeah. and they love to work together. Yeah. So it it can, I guess, it can work both ways. Oh, I, yeah, I, it's, I, it's, it's my it's, issue, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, no, it's, it's, not, it's very sad. It's, um, I, I didn't actually mm. realise that, and and it it explains a lot, mm. to be honest. Mm. You went into advertising, mm-hmm. and and for me. You took pictures that I remember in advertising. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we could have the debate about advertising or not advertising, but it always seems to me about advertising. You, you, you can say no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. You, you, you know. So if you do it, one of the things I learned from Elliot Irwin way back is that if you do it, do it well. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the criteria. You can learn all sorts of things out of it, technical things, how to get on with people, and mm-hmm. this stuff. I thought you did it brilliantly well. Now, I don't know how much of that is to do with an art director, but I mean, I, I remember driving on a motorway and, and seeing a picture of some little kid pissing in the bushes, of the, with, and it was a Nissan ad, yeah. you, you know. Mm-hmm. And that, it almost sort of caused an accident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, I'm presuming these pictures were, like most ads, were constructed, set up or something. They weren't yeah. just seen. Them. Now, I don't like what I would call loosely documentary pictures, which are are set up. Mm-hmm. But when they're done in, in, in an ad in that way, uh, they're in a context which is telling you this is... Yeah. This is not mm-hmm. seen mm-hmm. Uh, under normal circumstances. You know, it's the same with the fashion picture because it's in Vogue magazine. You, you know that that girl was not walking down that street in that yeah. bloody dress. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the, but, the idea of the, the, the artifice is a given, isn't it? Yeah. In that, in that commercial yeah, yeah. world, really. absolutely. And, and, mm. and so you don't have to write under it. But yeah. uh, what I really hate more than anything is the picture which looks as though and and you see the photographers implying it's documentary and they don't tell you mm-hmm. it's set up yeah. I, I find that just dishonest mm-hmm. you, you know but my feeling is that you did these ads extraordinarily well very few people i've known doing an ads who, who have a distinctive mm. look about mm. the thing duffy did it a little bit in in some bizarrely i think benson and hedges ads or something like that but um but again, it seemed to me that for some reason you meandered out of that, uh, or whatever would be the right thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I did that for a long time, and, for I, long and, time. and I really enjoyed it. You did, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, the thing that I enjoyed about it was how different it was to the, you know, the kinds of photography yeah. that I was doing prior yeah, to yeah. the advertising. Different in the sense that. It was constructed, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But also, I'd spend, as you will know, and anybody that works in the way that we do, so much of our time is spent trying to negotiate access yeah, yeah. to subject matter, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so much of, of of what we do is trying to keep those doors of access open. Yes, yeah. That it's kind of exhausting, yeah. really. Yeah. The thing I really enjoyed about advertising was that. Everything was there to facilitate the possibility of the photograph. Mm. 
You know, everybody was working in service of the picture. That yes. was the hero. Yeah, yeah. That image, you know, yeah. had to exist. Yeah. And, you know, by hell or high water, yeah. it would happen. Yes. And, you know, the support team that you would have working with you, art directors, you know, location yeah. finders, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, were all there to help the picture. And by and large, they're very good, they're very skilled people. Well, they are, but yeah. I... I, I I tried to to work with people who were not professional in that yes, way. Yes, yes. Um, uh, all the people that populated my photographs, yes, were they were not yeah, no. professional models. They but were, presumably the art director was. Well, the art yeah. director, yeah. of all, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but my own personal team that yeah, I yes, had, yes. Uh, you know, I had a I had a couple of assistants that yeah. I worked with all the time. Yeah. I had a production person that I knew who was an ex student of mine from from Brighton uh, when I was teaching there, and uh, all the people I worked with had come from a background of photography, and they'd come from a background of documentary photography. Yeah, yeah. And so they all kind of you know knew what we were trying to achieve. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and all the people who are the models in inverted commas in those pictures yeah. are friends and family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I deliberately tried not to work with people that looked kind of, yeah. you know, like classic yeah, advertising yeah. people. Um, and so, yeah, I enjoyed that process for, for a long time. I never really intended to get into that world, in all honesty. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the way it happened was I, um, if you remember my second book about the heritage industry, yes, yes. Uh, Flogging a Dead Horse was shown at the Photographer's Gallery in London. And uh, at the time of the exhibition, I would I'd had a phone call from an, uh, an art buyer yep. in an ad agency who was... Uh, ringing on behalf of an art director to see if I would come in and talk to them about yeah. possibly shooting an ad for them. Yeah. And they were really set on this idea of wanting it to be a documentary-type look. Yes. Um, and I think a thing that's worth remembering as well is that at that time, of course it's changed a lot now, but then advertising photography by and large didn't look that like that. You know, it was yeah. much no, slicker, no, much I, more I, glossy. I, I, absolutely. Uh, uh, and so I uh, I shot this campaign. I think yeah. it was a Volkswagen uh, advert uh, of, of a, a married couple, mm. uh, a, a wedding. The bride and groom are out of focus, uh, and it won two uh, DNA D awards. Yes. Uh, and at the time, I had no idea what that meant. No. Uh, and I remember taking the phone call from the art director, who was at the uh, in Cannes at yes. the, at the yeah. awards very very excited yeah. about this and you know i sort of feigned excitement yeah, but yeah. i didn't really have a clue what it was <laughs> what um and, and so it immediately was this kind of you know advert that had won awards and yeah. of course the way that that industry worked yeah, yeah, was yeah. that if somebody had been successful other agencies other art directors wanted a piece of yeah, that yeah, absolutely. and so i started to get more and more requests yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and i thought i don't know anything about this work, this world. Can't do all of this on my own. I need to get somebody who understands it. So yeah. I got a commercial agent. Yeah. 
And of course, once you do that, yes. they want you to be working all the time because they're taking 25% yeah, yeah, of yeah, everything yeah, yeah, that yeah. you own. And I remember that the agent was actually quite well known, wasn't it? And, and very sort of a... John, get, John Wyatt Clark, yeah, who yeah, actually yeah. had come from Magnum. Yeah, he, yeah, he was I, at absolutely. Magnum for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'd gone off, started yeah, on his own. On he his had own. two people. He had me. Yeah, yes. And then he had uh, another guy who I'm afraid I can't remember his name, but he yeah. was a sort of more... Uh, commercial car photographer, yeah, yes. yeah. and uh, and and John is still a really dear friend of mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, he worked he his socks really off. He's a really nice guy. He? I, I, I liked him very much in Magnum. Uh, the, uh, the problem that Magnum's always had with advertising mm -hmm. is is that by and large, if you have an agent, mm -hmm. they usually can cope with about four or five people that are very different from each other. Yeah. Obviously, the problem with Magnum is you've got forty photographers. You know, mm. and so it never can work in Turner. But mm. I, I liked him enormously, and, and, and I loved his energy. I oh, mean, it, incredible! Uh, yeah, incredible in, I mean, and and it was really exciting. Yeah, yeah. And it was exciting because you know we we felt that in some way, yes. we were kind of forging a new path of a documentary in some way in Britain. I mean, obviously, yeah. there's yeah. lots of documentary photographers who've worked in advertising yeah. historically. Yeah. But, but for us, I mean, it was exciting. Is, well, you see, this is the puzzlement I have mm. because that's my fear. I think you were. Mm. And, and, and so I'm then slightly puzzled by somebody who's doing something which I think is important, it's mm. new, it's... Mm. And then suddenly, I don't know if it was suddenly, but you suddenly seem to drop it. Yeah, I mean, I, I did it for, I don't know, seven, eight years. Oh, really? As yeah, much as that? Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe longer. Yeah, yeah, one never realises. Um, and um, I think, I mean, t to be honest, it was partly to do with the fact that the market for advertising yeah. photography was changing. Yeah, yeah. You know, the advent of digital technology started to change yeah. things. Budgets were, were reduced. Yes. Uh, so those big campaigns were becoming less um, frequent. But also I was got to a point where I felt a little bit lost, actually, in, and alienated from what I always thought of as my own photography, you know, the, the stuff that, that really excited me. Um, and because I wasn't doing really that much of but that. But you couldn't do both? I, 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 obviously people do do that. And you know, and, I, and I've got nothing but for respect for those that do do it. But I personally couldn't, couldn't find the energy yeah, to do yeah. both. And I think that's partly to do with uh, I, I never, I've never really had a support system. You know, I've never been a member of an agency. Okay, now why? So I've never been asked. But you don't ask. <laughs> I, I mean, that's a bizarre thing to say. You've never been asked. I, I mean, you go and ask. Yeah, confidence. Ah, so, so it, it really goes, <laughs> you know, you know uh, it, uh, this word that's coming out of this sort of conversation, mm. I suddenly realise this is enormously important, this sort of lack of confidence in your own whatever it is. Yeah, and, and you, you talk to anybody that knows me well, yeah, yeah. and they'll tell you that, you know, I mean, I do a lot of things outside of photography. Yeah. I play music, yeah, yeah. you know, the people I play music with are really good musicians, but I'm always the one that's nervous and, you know... You play trumpet. What a stupid instrument to choose, you know, for somebody that doesn't have much confidence. And when know. did you first start playing? Um, when I was a teenager. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, then I would stop 
uh, leave it for a while yeah. and pick it up and start again. Uh, but only since I've been back in Wales, which is now so, so how 12 years. So how well do you actually... I mean, what is the sort of standard of people that you play with? Presumably you play with people. I do, yeah. I play with... Um, uh, well, one of the... I've, one of the people I play with is uh, a professional jazz musician yeah. ah. uh, who teaches at the Royal College of uh, Music yeah. and Drama. And they don't lock the door when they see you coming down the road. They they don't no. So I'm you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm not completely hopeless. Yeah. But I do feel like the worst player in the room. <laughs> but, but you know. But, but, but even I, if you were the best, uh, what you're telling me is that you would still feel like the worst player in the room. Yeah. Just I'm just incredibly shy. Yes. Okay. Mm. So, which, so, which, which I think yeah. is actually one of the reasons why I became a photographer as well. Yes. You know, because it's a way, isn't it, of participating in something without really being there. I, I, um, I, I, I'm mm. exactly the same. Mm. I, this is, you know, my trepidation of, of going off now for a couple of weeks to Venice is, is that I know that my shyness, bizarrely, mm. I mean, I'm, I'm fine if I'm in control. But my shyness is that I probably won't talk to a person the whole two weeks I'm away. Mm, mm. And I, it's odd, isn't it? Because I find this in a lot of photographers that I yeah. meet. Not necessarily that they're shy, because goodness yeah. knows a lot of them are not. not. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of them are really socially quite awkward. Yes. <laughs> and, and the camera is a wonderful thing to hide behind because mm. it gives you an excuse to be there. You, yeah, you, you know. yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so we've... You've managed to drop everything that you've done very well. Uh, mm. Each time you've done something, and just when it seems to me that you get to the sort of stature of which if you did it for twice as long, mm. everybody would say, by gosh, that's a major, major mm. photographer. Mm. Yeah, you then drop it. Yeah, it's stupid, so, isn't it? Well, I, 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 it, it's not stupid if it makes you happy. Mm. It's stupid if it makes you unhappy. Um, and, and then somehow, uh, uh, was it at this point that you decided to get into teaching? Or I've always taught yes. uh, in, in various ways. Uh, I mean, as you know, I, uh, I was a technician. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was doing a yeah. lot of that, teaching No, no, there. absolutely. That's uh, why. And, and then also I taught a little bit part-time on the course yeah, when, yeah. I, when, I, when no, I'd no, gone I, off I, to do yeah, the magazine yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I was... The, Point five, two and a half days a week in yeah. Brighton with Mark Power and various other people yeah. that, that, when that, that course first started. Yeah. So I've always enjoyed teaching. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I came back to teach full time 12 years ago. And it's the first full time teaching job I've ever done. When you say full time, that was where did you start 12 years ago? Back in Newport. God, that's nearly as long as I was there. Yeah, so 12 years I've been there now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long time, isn't it? it yeah, it's so that's, so. that's very yeah. good or very bad. Yeah. I mean, very good in that, um, you know, I've always, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I've had words with many people about it, you know, the transparency. Uh, you know, if I was, you know, had somebody having to spend 30,000 quid on a course, the first question I would ask of the course is who's teaching on it? You, mm. you know, I, I've always in a way promoted Newport not that I know anything much about the course yeah. as it is mm. now but the mere fact that you were there I mean I don't want to be too flattering but it does seem to me that any photographer almost going into virtually any area perhaps not into 
fashion or something, um, is going to benefit from the fact that you've done it. Mm. And not only have you done it, but you've done it at a level of which they look at and they say, God, I aspire to be able to get near that. Now, that to me is almost the most important thing. The fact that I suspect that you communicate very well to the students is good. So I've always thought that you would yet again do something exceptionally well. I, 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 I mean, do you see this as being your end sort of well, job? I was 64 yesterday. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not getting any younger like the rest of us. God, I wish I was 64. Um, <laughs> and um, I, I just really enjoy it, you yeah. know. I, I, I love teaching. And yeah, yeah. We're fortunate that, you know, we've 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 still got really good students. Yeah, good. Uh, you know, we attract people from wide and far yeah, and yeah, different yeah. experiences yeah, and yeah. different ages. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing that they all seem to have in common is that they really want to do it. Yeah. Uh, and they're really serious yeah, about yeah. it. So uh, I like being around those people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like being um, a kind of an advocate. Yes. You know, um, I think that's part of the job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like nurturing and, yeah. and pushing and challenging yeah, yeah. people. But what I get from teaching fills a part of, you know, the, the, the thing that photography used to fill. Mm. So I still love photography. I'm yeah. still around it. I still yeah. talk about it every day. You know, I look at it. I, I like to think I'm reasonably in touch with what's yeah, yeah. happening in photography. I just don't do it myself at the yes. moment, you yes. know. And the reason for it is I couldn't be honest and say why I don't. No. Um, I think I've sort of dried up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sure I've got, you know, a great subject that I want to take on and that I care about. You see, I've always been one of those kinds of photographers that's worked on projects yeah. that I've kind of... I'm different to how you work, yeah. I think. yeah. yeah. You know, I am one of those people that tries to work out what it is and how I feel about it and how I understand yeah. it before I go out the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, I'm still obviously open to yeah. to opinion changing yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, uh, the circumstances might change the way I think about yeah. something. But I, 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 I do kind of plan those kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, and I just don't have anything that I really... Now, now, that's very puzzling, because I would argue that in my lifetime mm. there has never been a period when there's been so much that basically needs to be pointed out oh, to somebody no, else. No, no, undoubtedly, but I would also counter that argument mm. by saying so much of what is important and needs to be changed yes. is largely invisible. You know, I, you know how it's, it's hard, I think, to 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 photograph some of the real big issues that are happening. I mean, you know, Brexit. Yes, you can you can you know go and photograph the protesters outside the House of Commons and no, but that would know, be a trivial way. Of doing but, it, yeah. yeah, but you know, I, I think it's it's, and I firmly believe that everything is photographable. So don't yeah, don't no, get no, no. don't misunderstand yeah, yeah. me. Uh, I just think in some ways some of these issues are so hidden, so complicated that it's hard for me yes. to find a way okay. into them, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
that doesn't mean to say it's not possible. No, no. Well, I think it, ha it uh, has to be but possible. But also, I'm a really different person now as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I've got all these other things in my life that are enriching, you yes. know. Um, I guess I'm not as hungry now yes. for, for, for photography, for my own work, as I, yeah, as yeah, I used yeah, to be. Yeah. I feel bad saying that, especially to you, because you yeah. taught me. Yeah. And, you know, you're still doing yeah. it. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I have always done the easy bit. Yeah, but yeah. but when you're a photographer as well, so much of what you do as a photographer defines who you are, doesn't it? It becomes yeah. so much yeah. a part of your identity. And, you know, that's hard as well for me to say, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's almost yeah. like I feel I'm losing a little do, bit do, of my identity. Do you identity. think there's any possibility that you might uh, find something you want to do? or? Possibly. Yeah, yeah. but you <laughs> um, just, yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. No, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've gone through that phase of waking up every morning and beating myself up yeah. over it. Well, that's good. Um, and, you know, I do have these other distractions like music and stuff, yeah, yeah. which, you know, give me, you know, some kind of enjoyment and pleasure. And, uh, you know, I've got a 30-year-old a, a son. I've got a 13-year-old daughter yeah, to yeah. Magley, my new yeah, partner. Yeah. Yeah. And when I was with Jane, my wife, yeah, yeah. Tom's mum. Who I knew very well, obviously. Yes, yeah. I was very ambitious yes. for photography and very busy. Yes. And in all honesty, probably didn't spend enough time at home. Yeah. Um, as I should have done. But that's what happens and with all And that contributed to yeah. the yeah. eventual downfall of our relationship. Yeah. I'm now in a new relationship. Yeah. And my relationship with Jane is brilliant, still yeah, very yeah. good friends. Yeah. Um, and we've got a young daughter, Magley and I. Yeah. And I don't want to repeat that. Yeah. So no, I just okay. want to be present a little yeah, bit yeah, more. Yeah. 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 OK, just to end up, because it seems mm. to me that we've gone, taken you to pieces almost totally. Um, if you had this terrible game of, of you know, who are your 10 favourites? Could you sort of off the top of your head tell me? Photographers? Yeah. Wow, who, who 10 favourites. Yeah, yeah. Whatever that means, uh, 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 you know, it's it's perhaps a silly question, but but um, well, there's so many. It is. It's not a silly question, but it's a hard one to it's answer. Very hard. Off the top it? of my it's head. like desert island is. You know, <laughs> how do you pick eight? Uh, uh, and, and yet, it's a lovely program, I think. Desert island is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, McCollin would be definitely yes. there. Yes. Um, I, I, or, I I saw the the show. It's, it's yeah, just well, extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say there because, you know, he was one of those photographers that I aspired to yes. in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, one of the people that sort of um, made me want to be a photographer. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, Eugene Smith would also be there for yeah, the yeah. same reason. Yeah, yeah. Tony Ray Jones, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. Martin Parr. Yeah. Um, would be. Um, cool. Taryn Simon is somebody who, uh, whose work I really like. Um, yeah. I, you know, I like the intellectual rigor yeah. uh, of what she does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she is, you know, one of those people that, you know, photography is the form of research. Yeah. And, yeah, the, yeah. and, and the projects are very dense with information yeah, yeah yeah but i really respect that kind yeah, of yeah, rigor yeah 
Um, yeah, lots really. That's five. You know, I, I, do I have to keep going? Well, well, well no, 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 Winogrand, Friedlander. Friedlander. Yeah. Friedlander. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, you've still got three to go. Uh, so I've been thinking about, you yeah. know, trying to anticipate, you know, what the questions might be. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I'm thinking like, you know, so who are the photographers I that know. I really like? And uh, to my shame, there is not many women photographers on my list. It's odd, isn't it? How you gravitate well, to a particular uh, kind of work. But it might also be what how accessible that way of making that kind of work is to different constituencies, really. You know. It's a really problem. I, I mean, again, off the we used to have enormous application numbers, mm -hmm. as you know. And not only that, but they were all obviously very, very good people because we very specifically said this is all we uh, yeah. uh, uh, mm -hmm. are sort of teaching. And so... As we had this system, which I'm sure you were involved in sometime, by which about five people would do the interviewing and mm -hmm. things, usually including one student, etc., etc., we would always end up with far more people of which everybody voted for um, than we had places on the course. So one of the rules that we did, basically, was amongst those of which everybody had said yes to we always took the youngest and we always took the oldest that sort of gave us a liberty mm -hmm. but then after that we always took the women up to half so that we tried to have an equal number so by and large and, and i was looking the other day with daniel we we we, we tended to have of course which was nearly always 50 percent women on, on the courses, not because of they weren't, but because they were people that had be, had a unanimous vote and therefore it seemed to me a reasonable way of choosing. I'm, again, I'm really puzzled because they were usually very good, you, you know, mm -hmm. but it's some amazing how few have lasted the test of actually choosing. Mm -hmm. and, and I've often thought about it. It's the same, even worse with black photographers. Mm -hmm. I mean, I actually went up and uh, had an interview with Diane Abbott, uh, you know, to say, how do we get mm -hmm. black photographers, you know? And, mm -hmm. and unfortunately, she waffled like mad and, and, and I kind of never sort of got any help whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But th it is puzzling, isn't it? I think it's, yeah, it's complicated, isn't it? I think it is about, um, you know, access. Yes. And confidence, you know, uh, and somehow perhaps seeing that that might be a possible thing for one to do, you know, to make a future out of. Yes. Um, you see it in Magnum very clearly because yeah. one of the things that Magnum was always sort of attacked for, unreasonably, was that we didn't have enough women photographers, you know. I think within Magnum, we were aware of this sort of attack, and we said, but our criteria was that we don't care whether they're left-handed or red-handed or women. What we're going to take is what we think are the people that would work within the Magnum tradition, and that includes very much being decent human beings which can get on in the family. But more people don't get through the nominee stage because they're rude to staff, etc., than... You know, once we've seen their pictures, um, and and uh, but what is interesting now 
is is that not through anybody consciously trying to do it, but the number of people that seem to be applying that we think are very good, and and so the number of the percentage we're taking now that are women that are coming in, just as a natural mm -hmm. thing, seem to be probably up to 40, 45%, you, you know, which I think is interesting and I think is the way it should be. So I've always thought that it's actually rather degrading to, to, to a, a woman to sort of say, you're a woman photographer. I mean, I, I thought it was very interesting when Olivier Arthur in her opening, yeah. uh, you know, the, the opening mm -hmm. of the gallery at, at, at the thing, said, I don't want to be called a woman photographer. And it seems to me that the the people that I think are the best women photographers tend to feel that they want to be called photographers. Yeah. Mm. You know. mm. But it is fascinating. I mean, mm. I can understand it. We're, one's beginning to see a lot more that are coming through from South America and places like that. But my guess is that that's purely financial. There was a time mm. when they didn't have money to buy film or to buy cameras or they weren't. Yeah films or mm -hmm. there wasn't mm -hmm. paper there. I can understand mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. It's strange that it's not happening in Africa so yeah. much. Yeah. You're not suddenly... So mm. You are, but in my opinion, very mm. often you see these people and, and, and I, uh, for me, mm. uh, they're not very good, mm. not very interesting photographers. Mm. Yeah. It is interesting, isn't it? Because to go right back where we started, and I know that we differ yep. over this yeah. you know about how I keep going on about yeah, yeah, my background yeah, yeah, yeah. but it is interesting to see how people who have been the subject of a lot of photography yes you know which you know whether it's working class or African people you know who have, have been photographed for all the negative and positive yeah. reasons that they have don't then themselves become the image makers. Well, I don't know. You know, but that yeah. tells you something, doesn't it? Yeah. Either, either about the confidence uh, of the individuals yeah. or their recognition of whether they f can have a voice through yeah. that world or whether there's something about that world itself that prohibits yeah. the inclusion Yes. Of, of of those kinds of people. It it it, it is. You know, it, it's, it's fascinating. I, 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 you know, I I'm really sensitive to this issue, and you know, you yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I've always got this antennae. Of, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, when I yeah. meet photographers, and I know it's wrong, but I yeah. can't help myself. Mm. Trying to work out who 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 you are, where yeah. you've come from. You know, mm. because I think being a documentary photographer it's a huge responsibility enormous because you're representing the world you know yeah, yeah. and you are f making images that form opinion yes so you've got to get it right yeah. so i'm always yeah. really sensitive to that yeah. and i don't meet that many people who i can recognize as being like me yes i don't so we differ on that yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but i do for me that is yeah. equally as, as, as strange an issue. Good, that's the end of our conversation. Mm -hmm.